Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Big City. Jay Binkley, Green Nicholson. Producing the operation. It was also Eddie Freeman. That's kind of the name I was looking for was Eddie Freeman. We know about Ryan Sims, but Eddie Freeman was a guy that the same thing happened at University of Alabama, Birmingham. He was taken the second round by the Chiefs. Yeah, he came from, uh, they had a couple of UAB guys drafted, but Eddie Freeman came when they, uh, Brian Thomas actually went uh, 22 overall to the Jets. And Brian Thomas was a decent NFL player, had a long career, decade-long career, 33 and a half sacks in his career. But Eddie Freeman was a guy that was drafted the same year as Ryan Sims, by the way. That was that 2002 draft. So the first two picks for the Kansas City Chiefs were guys that were probably the second fiddle. No, not probably, were the second fiddle on the defensive line and Ryan Sims in the first and Andy Freeman in the second. It was a year the Chiefs only had five picks. By the way, the last time the Chiefs drafted 12 players, like they have 12 picks now, 2008. You say, well, the Chiefs are never going to pick 12 picks. Well, they did in 2008. They got 12 different draft picks when it came down to that. So I'm a little bit cautious when it comes to getting the second best uh, defensive lineman from a particular team. And then you have to wonder sometimes too, is it because of him that the other guy got a star? So you have to weigh the pros and the cons and sort out who really was responsible for the good play. But that's uh, what that is concerned. Got some, also some text on the uh, cash deals. Uh, I mentioned that uh, a lot of people don't like cash. Pam sends me a message. She says she uses her card for everything. She's 66, doesn't carry cash. The only time I key, she carries any kind of cash at all is when she's traveling and need it for emergencies. So that's one of the few that doesn't ever carry cash. I know that stadiums, I know the Bush Stadium in, in uh, St. Louis, according to my friend, is uh, card only. And I don't know about the keg because when I went last year, I had to pay by card and everything else. So I haven't purchased a hot dog with cash or card this year. So I don't want to sp- specifically say if you do or not. I assume it is. And if you settle up the bill at the end, that's what I did last year. Sometimes I'm there in a media role so you don't go down to the to the stands and pay the cash. But granted, it seems to be paying cash a thing of the past. My problem is baseball does deal with the oldest generation. That is their demographic, and they've gone away from what a lot of older people like to do. And you might say, well, they need to get with the times, adapt to the times. Well, that is your number one demographic that still likes to spend cash that don't like to deal with their cell phone and apps all the time. I mean, yeah, but they don't have a choice now. Well, at I mean, this like, point, you don't have a choice. All but these people, like, you really think that people that are going to games are not going to be savvy enough to, to like, figure it out? You have to pay for parking at the K, right? Like, yeah, a, lot a lot of people of times, are doing that with their phones. A lot of people have the thing on their phone. Well, they the Chiefs, you have to. The Chiefs, you can't pay cash for parking. It's got to be done, like, I guess you can, but it holds people up, and there's different lines for it. But everybody buys tickets pre- online. 
Like everything is just interconnected that way now. I'm sure people are used to it. I've had to do the MLB app, the ballpark app. Chiefs have the same app where your tickets are all online now, which you a fan of that? Back in my day, we had you had ticket stubs, I, and you would collect the ticket stubs. I don't remember the last time I had an actual physical ticket. I may have never had one for really? a sporting event. I had we had paper ones where you'd get the PDF online or whatever and print. Yeah, it I remember off. the paper ones. But I, an actual concert ticket, I've had like six times my whole life, mainly for like concerts and stuff. See, I had, I used to keep the tickets because I never forget. Like I had this. Uh, this board where you display them, right? I had 1980 ticket stuff from the World Series. With mom, it was, it was the Royals and Phillies. 1980 ticket stuff. And you just don't find the ticket stubs. Now, I get it, man. It sounds like old man of the yard. But there, there's something to keeping ticket stubs if that's something you really like. But it's all online now. It's through the phone. It makes it easy. But I'm saying there are people who don't like to jack with their phone. There are people like, screw it. Like, you don't, I, you I don't, don't want that, though. You want them to show up. There were 17,000 at the K yesterday. You want to bump that up. I don't like it either. Like, I wish I could do fewer things on my phone, but that's not how it works. That's but, I, just, but I'm pretty sure the K is card only. Yeah, I mean, it's just the reality now. But I don't remember. The last time I had more than 20 bucks in cash has been a long, long time. Which is fine. It's just that some people go to the ballpark and they like to pay in cash. I, I know this sounds totally old man of the yardage, look, but I know that's what you're your, saying. But, but I'm saying it's impossible now. I'm it doesn't saying, exist. If I'm running a business and who wants to do that? And who my, is my, like, my, I, and I will only pay cash. Some people like that. Grant, they just like to bring. I know 40 some bucks people like it. I know some people like it. But who is like sitting on the fence is like, I will not go to the baseball games because I cannot pay cash. I'm just saying, man. I don't think that person exists. I'm just saying, though, if I'm running a business and most of my clientele, which demographics say 50-plus, is for baseball and likes, I know. I guess I'm the wrong. younger generation. But if most of my clients were older and they said, don't like using the phone, like to pay in cash, wouldn't you at least bend for that if it's most of your clients? I mean, I guess I'm wrong. 620 says, if I can't pay cash at the Royals games for concessions, I will just save my money. <laughs> fair, fair enough, I guess. I mean, using a card's fine and everything, but like when it was COVID and stuff like that, and you had to buy it from the app. That, to, that, to, I don't like that. I don't like having to buy it from the app. But and you got to settle at the end and tip and everything else. Like, no. But I did set up the Venmo. Like I did set up the Venmo, just so I could uh, quote get with the times. But I'm telling you, man, mom, <laughs> she's never gonna do it. She's never gonna set up Venmo. It is just something I guarantee you she won't do. I remember trying to teach my parents how to use Zoom during the pandemic because everybody was doing Zoom stuff, and they didn't even want to screw with it. Like, they didn't want to screw with Zoom. And, they were, you know, trying to teach them that, and it's like, okay, but this is the way things are going. And I get it, man. I tried to buy a sandwich one time, and I probably told you this, Grant. I uh, bought a, uh, ordered a sandwich a couple years ago. I don't want to put put them on blast or who it was, but it was a big chain, right? And I ordered a sandwich. I even put on the app, I'm paying cash. Like I even said, cash. That gives you an option, cash or credit card only. I said cash. I had like twenty bucks in my pocket. I was like, I'll just pay in cash. They show up at the door with no change, none. And I gave them the twenty dollar bill. And it was like a ten dollar sandwich. And then they walked away. I said, Whoa, what are you doing? I'm not tipping you ten dollars for a ten dollar sandwich. Well, we got. I got no money. It was like, Well, what would you come for then? Like, why did you come out here? Because. 
at least the store needs to give you 10 or $20. I understand they don't want the drivers to hold a lot of money because they don't want them to get jacked, but at least carry 10 bucks or just change, 20 bucks and change. I've heard this story before. I, I know, just, and I, I sent the sandwich back. I don't understand how you're ordering a sandwich, but you didn't pay online beforehand. Because I didn't know that didn't still exists. I didn't select exist. that option. They gave me an option, cash or credit. Usually I do credit, but I, sometimes I was like, I didn't know that option still existed, to I be, had a lot to be of, perfectly honest with you. I'd been at the casino or something. I had like okay. a crap load of cash. And I was like, I'll just pay for it in cash. It didn't come. 913 says cash is for losers. I bet you're 25 or younger. If you say this, I bet you're 25 or younger. Like, it's amazing the people like Grant's age don't even have checks. I, I've never used a check to purchase an item. You know, I don't pay for anything. I, I was paying for something still with the check because it was a company that didn't take online payments. But that's changed now. I still pay some taxes. State of Missouri's made it a little bit easier, but it was easier just to write a check. Like, it was just easier to write a check to the state of Missouri. Kansas, you're able to do it on tax purposes, pay online. But you don't have to use them very often, I'll be honest with you. Unless you give somebody money if you didn't want to do Venmo, right? Then you'd take a check, wouldn't you? Like, if your parents or grandparents or grant were giving you money, and the only way they're going to pay you is a check... Then people take that check and go to the bank if they didn't want to Venmo them. I guarantee you people take the check if they didn't want to get Venmoed for money. Yeah, I think I got a birthday check like last year or the year before. I cashed that, yeah. Yeah. But you're going to cash that, but that's how a lot of times people get paid. This guy says he's 54 and cash is for losers. Why is cash for losers? Cash is for losers. But why, though? I'm curious why. Like at ballparks, too, I, I you know. It's just clunky. Use the it's car slow. to be easier whatever, but. Can you really like not going and buying popcorn and a hot dog with cash? You still do it with the vendors that walk up and down the, the or don't you? I don't even you, know you that. Can, you can pay card with those now. You can't pay Some card of now. Them. Some of them. With the beer guy. Yeah. Really? Some of them, yeah. You're going to waste his time doing that. Waste his time? Sometimes it's quicker than having to give him like a 50 and then count out $39 and change or whatever. I'm just saying, man. Make it easier. I know that's what you're saying. I'm just saying it is this way, and it is in some cases easier. And by the way, the, these apps. The card is so easy and quick. Have you done the tap where you can take oh, your card tap, and just tap, tap it? The tap's great. I, I, love, I love the tap. The, tap, the right? tap is so quick. I, I love the tap. The tap's great. But Then what are we talking about? I, I don't know what we're talking about, but I'll, I'll say this. The MLB app, right? Like, I have forgotten which email I used before. And I guarantee you there's people that don't use their phone a lot, they're older, and are trying to figure out where their tickets are. Like they purchased them where the hell the ticket's at because they don't have them in their hand or money. And so they're staying at home. I mean, it's why attendance is lower. There's some people that just won't screw with it. That is that is not why attendance is lower. I'm saying it does matter, though. It does not I matter. People, I know Who people is not going to the K because it. it's on the phone? I guarantee There's that, like I 10 know of those people that exist. Well, it's fine. Then I must know the only 10. Okay. I must know the only 10. Right, fair enough. Do your, do your parents like using the apps? My parents are fine with the apps. I'm not sure if they prefer it, but they, they're comfortable using the apps. 816 says, I'm a branch manager. You'll be surprised the amount of people holding cash. I'll tell you this much. Finding good quarters are hard to find, too. Like, I was going through Hy-Vee the other day using cash, and everything came out like dimes and nickels. I keep quarters for the car wash. Like, I keep the quarters for the car wash. And I asked him, well, why can't I use 
quarters. Like, where's the quarters at? Why can't you pay me back in quarters? They said they're, they're scarce. They're in hard, hard demand to get quarters. Are you freaking kidding me? You, know, you can use your card at the, at the, at the gas You station. want some quarters? I think I got some quarters in my car if you need some. Well, a lot of times people put skimmers on there, too. If they're, if they're remote places that don't have cards going in and out, they'll put skimmers, and they'll take your credit card information, and boom, you got a problem. you got to cancel your account. That's why the tap is so much easier, to be honest with you, Grant, because you can't do that with the skimmer uh, Regarding, uh, regardless. Uh, we'll talk to Josh Vernier out at Coffin Stadium about the Kansas City Royals next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big Big Sunday, Jay Binkley. Kit Grant Nicholson. I've had two people ask me now how that kid is that's with me. Does my voice sound weird today? I, you sound fine. You've been doing this show with me for a couple years. And no Should I start smoking kid. cigarettes? Get that voice yeah. lower? Yeah, it's take your kid to work day. I brought my kid, Grant. What's up, son? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. And by the way, this whole cash thing. Look, here's a question. I know it's Sunday morning and there's a lot of people going around. And like, I am going to be crude here for just a second. What if gentlemen's clubs, you couldn't throw dollars anymore. You had to use like Venmo like or Venmo for lab dance. You know what I'm talking about? Will they go to that? I'm, I'm just curious. Text line. Just uh, wander around with a little tap on the, on the side. Your bachelor party. You still throw dollars. You throw your card. <laughs> like seriously, man, you need cash. What a great segue to Josh Vern here. What's up, Vern? What's going on, Bink? How are you? Do you carry cash anymore? Never. Really? I'll spend it immediately if I have it, or I'll... That's yeah, true. No, no, it's bad. Bad news. No, card only. Well, we were just talking about, you know... And the... you can really work over the... Well, I shouldn't tell people if you... <laughs> you can really work over those credit card companies if you pay it off quickly. You can oh, yeah. earn up a lot of miles. Yeah, I was just talking about the uh, the ballpark and stuff, Vern. We all know that uh, baseball's demographics are older demographics, and I'm curious because... Yeah. A lot do of th- wallets come into the game. Well, yeah, I, I do know I do know that uh, there are people, and, and listen, I, I, I want to, you know, I, I'm older too. I'm, I'm 49, but I know there are people older than me that... 49? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> but what I'm saying is there's people older than me that, that tell me I'm not going to the ballpark because I don't like to screw with apps. Now, Grant says that's in the minority or what whatever. What a cop-out. I'm just saying, that's, man. That's... I swear to you God. You probably hear from older people. I swear and they're like, to hey, God, Burn, Kansas, I City use cash. Do, Kansas City will go to every length of the earth to come up with a reason. And look, this is a baseball thing. I, I shouldn't say Kansas City. Uh, around the country, people will just come up with every sort of excuse to not go to a baseball game rather than just admitting 
I don't want to go today because I have 80 more opportunities True. to go. There, there's, there's just way too much supply and way too little demand. Well, I'll tell you uh, this. It's a school night. It's too cold. It's this. It's that. It's a little league. You just don't want to yep. go. It's true. Was there 17,000 so yesterday? that old man is in your life, tell him to zip it. Remember that seven, was there 17,000 yesterday? Thought there was uh, yeah, more. Yeah, a little over yeah. 17. And uh, uh, last time I heard, we were uh, north of 18,000 today. But really? I wouldn't be surprised to get a lot of walk-ups with the beautiful weather and a 2-0 and start. Yeah, yesterday was nice, and today's going to be nice. I'll tell you what about the start, Vern, that I'm the happiest with is the pitching, man. I know the bats are going to come around. You let it start warming up, the bats will come around. There's no problem with this this team just killed the ball in spring training the only team out of all the other teams to hit over 300 as a team and I know the spring training numbers but I don't care they can hit the ball but the pitching you know to keep the Indians to one run or fewer in the first two games they haven't done that since 1956 uh Holtzy uh Dave Holtzman had that stat out there that's that that's insane just how good they have been pitching and last year if you remember Keller every single game there was a run through his game logs didn't have any runs yesterday. That's the best sign for me. Certainly encouraging. Um, but as you know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt because this game is predicated on sample size and two games is certainly not a sample size. And Bink, would you be shocked if the Cleveland Guardians have the worst offense in the division when this season is done? No, be honest, man. I know I know they had more wins projected, you know, the over-unders in the Royals. They're sitting there with the $38 million payroll. People are making fun of the A's. They're only $5 million ahead of them, yeah. and they're lucky they signed Jose Ramirez again because had they traded him the Padres, they'd be swimming down there with the Orioles and the A's. But that team's not good. I mean, if Jose Ramirez or Reyes gets hurt, they're screwed. Yeah, again, but to go back to your original point about the pitching, the only reason I think to take Cleveland seriously yeah. is Plesak and Savale and then and, and Bieber and McKenzie and Quantrill. Yeah, they, have, they have some good starting pitchers, a few nice pieces out in that bullpen. I think the pitching can help them hang around, uh, but when, when you're competing with the Royals, uh, the Tigers, I guess the Twins, and uh, whatever's left of the White Sox as they just keep dropping like flies. Um, you know, uh, we, we all conceded this division to Chicago, and, and man, they got A.J. Pollock, Yoan Moncada, Lance Lynn, and Lucas Giolito already all banged up. Yeah. I mean, on the IL, and we're only three days into the regular season, so I think the division is up for grabs. And, and, and to your point about the pitching, if, if Keller and Bubich and Hernandez, Lynch, you know, if two or three of those guys can – uh, improve can take that step forward coupled with the best defense in baseball uh, one of the three best base running teams in baseball and a darn good bullpen that has more ammo down in Omaha uh, boy you, you think you might have something here especially if Salvi gets some help in the middle of the lineup and and you really like what you saw yesterday in the 10th inning from Dozier and Mondesi you want to talk about a confidence boost uh, Mondi and Dozier uh, with, with those knocks to help win the game in the 10th, coupled with Salvi and maybe the power of Bobby Witt Jr. Man, we might have a middle of the lineup for the first time in, uh, what, six years? Yeah, who made a better play in the top of the 10th? Bobby Witt Jr.'s throw or Salvador Perez's tag? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue uh, one way or the other. Um, if, if I had to choose, I'll... I've seen Salvi do that so often. Uh, and he has, what, what'd you say, six gold gloves? 
Uh, five, I think. Five. Who's five counting? gold gloves. Okay. Um, so I'll say Bobby because that was his second career big league baseball game, and Salvador Perez has been doing that for almost a decade. Yeah, they're just great plays. I mean, I great know Bobby plays. Wood Jr.'s on Sports Center. And, they're showing and don't that sleep hunt. on Mondi. Mon- Mondi yep. saved the game as well with that diving stop uh, just moments before. Bobby and Salvi made the play. I mean, I, uh, you've already talked about it, but, man, we could go through every one of the starters uh, Merrifield, Witt, Benny, Salvi, Santana, Dozier, Mondi, Taylor, and Lopez, they've all made exceptional plays defensively, and we're only, what, 19 innings into the season? It's remarkable. They have three shortstops playing in the infield right. with Witt and Mondi and Lopez. That's the only team that can say that. I mean, three natural gold-glove caliber type right, right. shortstops. Because there are a lot of shortstops in the game, but gold-glove caliber, like you mentioned, I, I can't imagine anybody can hold a candle to this infield. But wait till Nick Prado gets there at first base with his no glove. Man, mean, he's, he's, he's already trying to make his case to get up here, hitting his third home run last night. Vern, the uh, Royals will play the Indians, or the Guardians, 19 times this year. They struggled against them last year. Things are a little bit different. They were only 2-8 and against them last year at home. They've already won two against them. Mm-hmm. But this division, the Twins are either good or they suck. I mean, they go <laughs> – no, seriously, they are. They're either good or they suck every other year. I mean, you can count on it. It's like it's, you count on it like Christmas. You know, it's no December 25th. You mm-hmm. count on the Twins. But they've made some nice additions in the offseason. I love their young pitching as well. But how about the Tigers? I think people are sleeping, you know, on, on the Tigers. They have a nice young team, and a lot of those – Younger guys are there, like Casey Mize. It's going to be a Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning. Yeah, Riley I, I, Green's I think, hurt, but Torkelson's up, and they go get Javi Baez. And Austin Meadows, once Riley Green goes down, yeah, I, I think the Tigers and Royals are the two teams that are most interesting in this division. Yeah, okay, Carlos Correa and, and Sonny Gray. Man, I, I don't buy for a second what the Twins are doing. I, I've been wrong plenty of times in the past. Maybe I'm wrong again. Uh, but Correa can opt out at the end of this season. There's no commitment on either side to that deal, so I'm not buying the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you know, the, the White Sox, I'll, I'll still give them the edge in the division, although, again, these injuries seem to be bringing them back to the pack at least early on in this 2022 season. Cleveland, we talked about their pitching. To me, it's, it's Detroit and Kansas City as far as uh, who's going to finish in second place. Who knows who's going to grab one of those three wild card spots in the American League and I think it comes down to the young pitching it comes down to Scooble, Manning and Mize out in Detroit and it comes down to uh, well take your pick in Kansas City there's about nine young starting pitchers that you could choose from you really only need three of them uh, at, at any point uh, to give you consistent production you, you would hope at the end of the year that maybe two of them have uh, leapfrogged Brad Keller have leapfrogged uh, Zach Granke to where we go into the offseason saying even if Granke returns is he the opening day guy or has Hernandez or Bubich or Lynch or Kowar or Singer or Cox or Heasley or Zerpa have any of them become the number one uh, if that happens I, I would not be surprised to see the Royals uh, grab one of those wild card spots finish uh, top two in this division uh, with Keller yesterday uh, they had told a story um on the tv broadcast and they might have done it on the radio too but his work with john smoltz ned yost uh, hooked those two guys up and smoltz does i don't know if he still does but there for a while you know he has got a business in tampa but uh brad keller lives there in the off season they went and had lunch together and then back in atlanta 
because, um, you know, Keller's from Georgia. Sure. He watched one of his bullpen sessions and talked to him about the art of pitching and, and failure and everything else. And I find that interesting because we, we saw a really good outing from Brad Keller. And yet last year was hit or miss with Brad Keller. But I find that interesting that John Smoltz sat there and helped him out. Yeah, no question. And, and I'm going to talk with Brad Keller coming up in uh, a little bit under an hour on the pregame show. And, and we go into that. Um, okay. Because to well, well, not into the Smoltz thing. Um, unfortunately, my bad on that. Uh, but what I what I looked at yesterday and what impressed me the most was well, not only uh, the the amount of first pitch strikes that Brad Keller threw uh, most in his career in that outing, which was the sole focus from Mike Matheny and Cal Eldred throughout spring training. Royals were the worst in baseball last year when it came to first pitch strikes. Way too many free base runners, which led to a a losing record they feel like if they can um, eradicate that issue that uh, maybe that record instead of 74 wins it's 74 losses um, but with Brad Keller last season if, if you were dialed in uh, and I, I know you were but you know most people aren't like you and I watching every single game hanging on every single pitch if you dialed into Brad Keller's April and even at parts in his June uh, things snowballed for him I mean, he was making good pitches, uh, but then it'd be a seeing-eye single. It'd be a bloop. It'd be, uh, uh, you know, the shift was set up so where the shortstop would normally be positioned, instead of getting that easy 6-3 ground out, it's a ground ball into left field. Some bad luck early on, and then he started trying to do a little bit too much. And he, again, remember, was the number one in this rotation, so he had that added pressure. And, and to me, things snowballed for the first two months for Brad Keller, and he, he he got it together in the second half, pitched to a three-and-a-half ERA over the final two-and-a-half months of last season, which is who he's been a majority of his career. You look at uh, like 80% of his, 85% of his innings in the big leagues, he's pitching to a three-and-a-half ERA. It's really only April and June of last season where he was uh, hit or miss, as you put it. So I, I, I think what he went through last year, um, a, a Having things snowball, um, putting too much pressure on himself, getting frustrated on the mound and trying to just throw it past the hitter instead of pitching. Uh, I, I really view 2021, it, it had to suck for Brad Keller in the moment, uh, but I think it's going to be a launching pad for his career. The way that he came out and attacked those Cleveland hitters yesterday. Now, we'll see what he does when he takes the mound in another five days, but uh, man, I I think we'll look back on 2021 for as painful as it was. I, I think it's the the beginning of uh, the rebirth of Brad Keller and him really solidifying himself as the number two or number three in this rotation for the next four to six years. Vern, how good can this bullpen be? They've had eight guys uh, pitch out of the bullpen this year. Um, they've not surrendered a run. You saw these yeah. guys every day in spring training. You know, I've heard that it could be one of the strengths of this team. What we'll to, what we'll to see? wait and find out but how good is this bullpen it, it's so good that um well in my opinion it, it's so good that there are two names down in omaha right now that i know there are people within this organization feel like guys that could be pitching in the eighth inning in the big leagues i mean you look at a colton brewer who last night an inning and a third of shutout relief with the storm chasers uh, jose quas was dominating throughout spring training and seems to have continued that in his first appearance with the storm chasers as well these are two guys that uh, maybe earned a spot on the big league roster 
but not being on the 40-man roster and having so many other arms on the 40-man roster that pitched well as well um, means that they start down in AAA. But, man, you can go through it. I, I think most people already know about Scott Barlow and Jake Brents and Josh Stallmont. Those are your big three. Uh, Amir Garrett uh, brings a competitive spirit to that bullpen that um, was lost when Wade Davis and Greg Holland uh, moved into retirement. Uh, Dylan Coleman, you saw that slider play off of a 98-mile-per-hour fastball. I would not want to stand in the box against that dude. Uh, Taylor Clark, uh, Colin Snyder, you want to talk about a slider. you know? The, and, and we still uh, haven't seen Jackson Kowar, who we know can sit 97 miles per hour with uh, what many consider maybe the best pitch on this pitching staff, Jackson Coar's changeup, and then the sinker-slider combo of Brady Singer. So with the reserves down at Omaha, there's even more if you look a little bit further down with a Will Klein and a Christian Chamberlain. Uh, yeah, I, I think this this bullpen, I would say it's the strength of the team if it's not for what we already discussed, and that is that gold-glove-littered defense uh, out there on the Kauffman Stadium field. I want to see Amir Garrett-Jackson people up, man. I want him to challenge a whole dugout like the Pirates. I think that's what he he, he does automatically. I, 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 now, I, I don't mean he's going to fight an entire dugout like he that. did against the Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates. But when he's on the mound, uh, you're trying to take his job away. You're trying to take food off his plate. Uh, yeah, he, he brings a, uh, a desire, it. a hunger. Uh, that that you don't often see. I love it. We get in a conversation Friday again. I get these ridiculous conversations because, and I've talked to you about it. You and I even talked to Wade Davis about it, asking who the toughest player he's ever played with, and he said Kyle Farnsworth. Yeah, your boy. If you could take any royal in a in a fight with you, um, I said Perez only because nice guys can be deceiving. Right. And we've seen the you know we've seen him get mad at Tim Anderson before. We know Dylan we know, Coleman there, looks like Kyle. I mean, build-wise, okay. he's built like uh, Kyle Farnsworth. I'd probably go Garrett. I mean, more and more the text line really he's likes not, him. He's not afraid, that's for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'll go with Garrett, although, again, Mike Matheny even characterized Dylan Coleman as being built like a Greek god. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think the Royals will do all right if and when the bench is clear, which you saw two of them yesterday. Yeah. Um, I know my wife's coming out to the game today, and she's hoping to see a fight. She's a lot like you, yeah. uh, where she always thinks the answer to everything in baseball is just start fighting. Fight the other team. Well, it does rally teams around. Chris Bubich <laughs> on the mound today. Something I didn't realize, and they pointed out in the Royals' notes, uh, September 1st through the end of the season, and, and, and September is a little bit different now because there's not as many call-ups, so we right. can go to 28 instead of anybody in your 40. But the third-best ERA in that span behind Willie Peralta and Frankie Montas, they, he had a good spring training, too, only five Chris innings. Bubich, but, yeah. but still, Chris Bubich, you know, there was talks, is this guy going to be a middle relief guy for the Royals or, right. or starter? But, yep. man, he's been on quite the roll. Well, he went out and grabbed that number three spot in the road. Uh, you know, the organization thinks so highly of him. They kind of hand him the job. No, this dude went out there, uh, worked his tail off, um, you know, both physically and then as far as his repertoire is concerned, uh, worked his tail off this offseason, uh, looks a lot stronger, uh, lost five pounds, uh, but told me that you know the the weight's just in the right spots now and then added a fourth pitch so now he has the fastball the incredible change up a nice curveball that he really found and started to trust last season and he's going to incorporate a slider so what Chris Bubich did was uh, got better 
You know what I mean? Not not just physically, but you know you you hear all the greats and you and you hear most big leaguers say, you know, just Scott Barlow talked with him yesterday on the pregame show. Uh, my goal is to get a little bit better at something every single day, and it certainly seems as if Chris Bubich took that mindset into the off season and is now a four pitch pitcher, which. You know, like a Carlos Hernandez, like a Daniel Lynch, it's no surprise that those guys end up in the rotation, each one of them equipped with uh, four-plus pitches. Vern, uh, final thing here. It's a question from our text line, actually. Ask it about Brady Singer. Mm-hmm. We know he's not in the rotation. We know he was a first-round pick. What's kind of the expectations on him going forward? I, I would think he's going to be uh, first up if and when an injury pops up in the rotation. I still think they view him as a starter. Um, but like we just talked about with Chris Bubich, you know, unless you're going to show up with a refined third pitch, with that changeup ready to go, ready to throw it for strikes whenever you need to, um, this, is, this is what happens. You're going to get uh, passed by. And even in spring training, you know, forget the third pitch. His first pitch, his fastball command was shaky uh, consistently, especially when his outings were starting out in spring training. So um, I still think that they view him as a starting pitcher, um, but he just didn't win one of the five spots. So it's nice that they didn't allow, well, he was the first pick of that 2018 draft class. He's kind of uh, grandfathered into the rotation. No, it was a, a true competition, and uh, he was unable to win a spot. But but they're, they're certainly not going to uh, relegate him to being a reliever and a reliever only. Um, but, you know, unless he improves, that might be where he stays. Who knows? Great stuff from Josh Furner. You can hear him coming up at noon uh, to get you ready for the game today against the Cleveland Guardians, of course, after each and every game as well as Bobby Wood Jr. just has another piece on him on the MLB Network. That guy's everywhere, man. They're pushing him, man. They're pushing him. (laughs) Again, I don't think any Royals player has been – had the national marketing behind him. No. uh, Since George Brett and and how much national marketing was there back in, what, 1990 at the the latest. So – um, he's putting the Royals on the map. I mean, he, even during the championship seasons, you know, you, they're not fawning over the bullpen. You know, Hosmer would get a little bit of love here and there. Salvi gets a little bit of love here and there. But, shoot, you saw how they did him dirty last year in the home run derby. Uh, Bobby is uh, getting the whole uh, MLB marketing campaign behind him. And, and, and you're seeing Sports Center tweet about Bobby Witt Jr. Um I think it's great for Kansas City, and it's great for the next generation of Royals fans to see one of uh, their players in their jersey uh, leading Sports Center and, and, and just being all over your timeline and your Facebook and your Snapchat and all that other stuff. Ferns <laughs> Insta Chat. Yeah, yeah, find Snap me. Face. <laughs> yeah, you know me, man. I'm all over that. Stuff. Vern, have a good time. We'll be listening, my friend. All right, buddy. The Josh Vern, you're right there. Something he said there I want to hit on, though, because – uh, as far as pushing that name out nationally, put the Royals on the map. I want to get back to that with Bobby Wood Jr. next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Bobby's doing a nice job in that promo as well. Jay Binkley, Green Nicholson, Bobby Wood Jr. Vernon said that, uh, you know, kind of putting them on the map. Yeah, he's right. I've never seen the kind of buzz that uh, Bobby Wood Jr. has put out there. And 
It reminds me of a Heisman campaign a little bit where the player's always out there and your logo's always out there. And you don't even have to put it out there. You're not even running commercials. It's just free to you. It's like when a guy gets run for the top three of the Heisman. They talk about the school all the time. The school logo's all over the place on ESPN, uh, Fox Sports, you name it. it it's out there. There are articles written about it. But this is Bobby Wood Jr. and baseball. MLB Network has been showing a lot about it. Uh, watching the preview show. Uh, you know, getting some run for AL Rookie of the Year in Vegas. Uh, top odds for uh, AL Rookie of the Year. Um, ESPN, bottom line scroller, talking about Bobby Witt Jr. having the game-winning RBI uh, in his debut at 21 years old. You know that, all the highlights of him. And, yeah, it's tough to remember. Yeah, it was a team with Hosmer and Moose and the way that the 14 and 15 Royals played. But even Salvador Perez that had 48 home runs last year, World Series MVP, in fact, he's a multi-time silver slugger. He's won a couple of, uh, or he's won five gold gloves. Been in the All-Star game, what, six different times. Led Major League Baseball in RBI. Isn't getting the run. Heck, ESPN didn't even show his home run derby. They were talking through it and showing other stuff instead of showing the guy that actually tied for the Major League lead in home runs last year with 48, which is completely ridiculous, but that's the way it happened unless you're watching the deuce. ESP and the Deuce, um, two two channels are showing the Homer and Derby. That's my new go-to Homer and Derby, by the way. Since they showed it last year, that's what I'll keep watching uh, this year for that. But everywhere you look, it's it's Bobby Wood Jr. And I can't say that, you know, he can't walk in anywhere in the city and people know who he is. He's already taken selfies, obviously, with people. But I think that long hair and things like that, it's a distinguishable look. In baseball players, you can tell a little bit easier, should be able to, because they're not wearing helmets like in the National Football League. But I think Bobby Witt Jr.'s Q rating is getting up there, Grant. I think it's a matter of time. I'd say midsummer before he can't go anywhere without people knowing who he is. He was already, he said he got somebody taking pictures with him in Starbucks. Yeah, he's already, got, this he's week. already done that. Yeah, he's already done that. Again, you can kind so, of I mean, tell who he is. He's got the hair, he's got everything. I mean, people have been watching this guy forever. I mean, you know, paying attention. I've never seen people pay attention to the minor leagues as much as this year. Now, I remember when I first got into this, it was pay attention to the minor leagues, what Hosmer's doing and Duffy and, and Moose and these guys. But last year, it was about him. And people know who Prado is. And they know who MJ Melendez is. And they really didn't know him much before. I mean, Prado and Melendez were on that South Atlantic team in Lexington that won a title. Then they fell off a little bit and were resurrected at the um, – Bonus camp the Royals had out there at the uh, Monarchs uh, Stadium, a T-Bone Stadium at the time, when, when minor league baseball shut down for COVID. But he's been a guy that people are paying attention to and excited about. He's playing for the Kansas City Royals now, and just the excitement, the juice, the buzz. Hey, I know he's going to be compared to Patrick Mahomes and the, and the buzz that he brought to the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's a little bit different. You know, Bobby was picked second overall. Mahomes was 10th overall as far as he's picked, but Mahomes had to sit you know, for a year behind Alex Smith and didn't get that instant buzz and gratification like we've seen with the uh, Bobby Wood Jr. Anyway, we'll take a timeout. We come back. We'll finish up, get you ready for the Royals game leading right into Josh Vernier at noon. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bink Sunday, Jay Binkley. Grant Nicholson. See, Jeremy Danner just tweeted. You can still bring small allowes. He uh, has the uh, the rules for the K. 
on there. You can still bring small bags, one clear plastic, plastic bag of food into the game. Guests may bring in food that is contained in a clear plastic bag or no larger than one gallon in size. How about that, Grant? You can still do that. You can't bring cash, but you can still bring food in. Do the cash. That works. I'm great. Bring your own snacks. It's like NASCAR and you can always bring your cooler in. It's so awesome. It's so awesome to be able to do that. But I always enjoy the final round of the Masters. Little Royals on TV, too. Royals on the radio. Get the uh, Masters, the final round. Good stuff, as usual. The Royals, a couple afternoon games this week. They'll play in the afternoon tomorrow. Then they're at St. Louis already uh, this week. And they'll play at 12-15, what, on Wednesday. So a couple afternoon baseball games. I always like afternoon baseball. I always like to sit there and check it out and listen to it, whether you work or whatever, and you get the uh, the app on or you're listening on your computer or whatever it is. It's always been kind of fun. But uh, somewhere to talk about there with Bobby Witt Jr. and the star power and with Patrick Mahomes. I've never seen, like, Kansas City athletes get this run. It's just unheard of. Kansas City's always had the fight to get the attention. I'll never forget in uh, 14 and 15 and, you know, doing the uh, 10 to 2 show and people were saying, hey, the Royals only got, like, 10 seconds on MLB Network last night. And I was like, yeah, that's the way it is, even though they were in first place at different times. And they forced the national media to cover them. They 100% forced it. You know, they got to the World Series. Sports Center had to come to do their show from the Coffin Stadium parking lot in 14 and 15. MLB Network was here. But they forced the coverage because they put themselves in the big game, the big dance, the World Series. You know, they, they – made sure they were getting covered because of where they put them. The Chiefs had done the same thing. Been the AFC title game four straight years. As much as people last year said they were done, and Michael Irvin said the Chiefs are done, and they're going to make the playoffs only to be in the playoffs again, only to be in the AFC title game again, they forced their own coverage. And I think both these teams are kind of forcing their own coverage. Bobby Wood Jr. being the number one prospect in baseball, he gets the attention. People talk about him. People see what he's doing. But he has forced the attention nationally about him. And people are interested in what he does. Now, I'm all for the app to get instant. Uh, and Chris is uh, back there with Grant now. But Chris would probably be aboard on this. He would probably like getting the instant updates and be able to watch his favorite players at bat every time they're at bat. Maybe he's at the grocery store. Maybe he's somewhere else. But his favorite player comes up to the plate and he gets to watch there at bat. That's bringing a new generation, Grant. It's not about this cash apps and Venmo and everything else. It's technology. Are man. we still on this? No, I just brought it up again because I saw Chris and I thought Chris would like this. Okay. Chris, do you have opinions on this? He'd be all about that. Okay. He's all about the draft right now, but which is awesome, which is completely awesome. But he'd be totally for you know, this type of thing. But Chris Bubich on the mound today for the Kansas City Royals. And the Royals have um, <laughs> have limited Cleveland to just uh, one run in their uh, in their first two games, something they haven't done, one run combined in the first two games since 1956. Royals 2-0 and for the third time in the last four seasons after starting 2-0 and just three times in the previous 39 seasons. That surprises me. Because you would think teams would get off to a nice roll, one game, two games, they'd get on the roll. But I'm surprised about that. But the happiest thing I am about this Kansas City Royals team is, and I really hope Chris Bubich, that as I mentioned from September 1st um, 
through the uh, through the end of the season. He's the third best ERA in the American League. That's something to get behind. That is something to get behind because of what Chris Bubich did to end the year. And numbers are different because you don't have the whole 40-man roster that, quote, is eligible uh, to be called up in September. Because a lot of times people look at September numbers and thought they were false because guys are putting up big numbers at that point. And, you know, since the year in 2020 when all those teams made the playoffs and was a little bit different, September took on a different meaning. But Chris Bubich getting off this great start today would be huge for the Royals to have a solid one through three at this point. Then the rest is going to be subjective. Obviously, we think Carlos Hernandez is going to be able to carry things on for the Royals. But so far, so good from the first two two pitchers. And I don't like Cleveland's offense very well. I think they have two guys in that lineup that can hit. But still, they're going out and getting the job done. From Zach Greinke and then the Brad Keller. Eight different players in the bullpen have been out there and haven't given up a run yet for the Kansas City Royals. But seeing Brad Keller, which every game he had given up runs last year, you have to go back to September 25th of 2020, the last time he had gone and thrown out a scoreless frame or, or frames, a, a scoreless start since he was a starting pitcher. But that makes me the happiest, seeing what Brad Keller does. Yes, it's great seeing some of these plays by Bobby Wood Jr. and everything, but getting pitching, this team's only going to be as good as their starting pitching allows them to be. And so far, so good with what you see from Brad Keller and with Zach Greinke. It's up to Chris Bubich today to carry this and get three great starts from your starting pitchers, game one, game two, and game three. Hoping to see some home runs today because the wind is blowing out. I don't know if they changed the forecast, but it looks like it could be blowing out. It's going to be another windy day, Grant. I see on my uh, weather app it's going to be another windy day. Hopefully that leads to some offense. I want to see some balls out of the yard. Well, me too. But you don't like the good pitching? Yeah, I, I like I me. Mean, I like the good pitching, but it's more exciting when the Royals put up like seven runs too to go with it. You know what's funny about baseball? You have a, a one nothing game, and everybody's talking about the pitching and great defense. But football, you end up with a six three game and three nothing game, and everybody says the game sucks. They won't give any credit to the defense. Like I want to say that was just a great defensive game. It's always the game sucked. Nine to six games, something like that. Is both these teams can't score. What What about the defense? Obviously it was good but defensive the rules play. are so the rules are so geared towards the offense in the NFL. Oh, they are now. And so there's like if you're not if you can't put up 17 points, your offense stinks, man. Were you ever a fan of arena football? <laughs> yeah, I for used to too, watch actually. back when we had a team, the Command or whatever. Yeah, I would dude. watch those for sure. I used to call their games. It was the Command and the Brigade before and the that. The Brigade, yeah, yeah. We have a USFL football starting next weekend. Here in town? Yeah, raise your hand if you like the USFL. No, not here in town. There, I didn't there, think so. There's eight cities, I think, but they're all playing from Birmingham. They're all playing. All the teams are for cost, efficiency, and They're all staying trailing. in one city? I think they're all playing in one city. Wow. That's kind of nuts. They're using both stadiums there, UABs and the uh, Legions Field there in Birmingham. Yeah, they're all going to play there. Cuts down on travel cost. You know, the league's just, I hope the league makes it, man. You know, sometimes these things like the XFL didn't last. I think the pandemic really hurt that league. Well, I mean, yeah, the we'll pandemic shut that one down. <laughs> yeah, we'll see it again. And then the, uh, what, AAF was going at the same time as the XFL. I like the fact the XFL sat for a year and waited to see what they would do. But we get the USFL next week. I couldn't be happier. We got 18 more uh, days of draft coverage. I expect a full breakdown of the USFL before next week. You'll get it. Okay. You'll get it. I'm telling you, you will get USFL breakdowns 100%.
Big thanks, uh, Thor Nystrom, when he uh, had his interview again today. Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com's lead analyst. And Josh Vernier, our Royals insider, uh, for the 15 minutes he spent with him. You can hear Vern here in just a couple of minutes for Vern's uh, pregame show. He'll have you right after the game as well as the Royals go for 3-0 and on a great day at Kauffman Stadium. Hopefully you're on your way out for that. But Vern, up next. Everyone, Boomer and here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 